Today's our concert. I'm going to give a thank you. Big thank you to our musicians. They truly are amazing shepherds in our church. And how's it going? My name is Andy Kelly. I hope I know you. If you're listening, if not, please reach out. And uh, I'd love to meet you. I'd love to talk. And this is today's December 10th. This is our Water's Edge Christmas concert. And I'm really grateful for our musicians today who put together just an amazing concert. And I'm grateful for everybody who showed up. I'm grateful for you who are listening right now. And per the scriptures, all of you, everyone who's listening, you are a gift. You are grace upon grace. Grace upon grace. This is such a wonderful phrase. It's actually found in John's gospel in the beginning. So many wonderful verses found in John 1. Even the first verse, in the beginning was the word, this governing principle, this rationality, this reasonability, God. And this word was with God, and this word was God, speaking to the Son. And this word is a light that shines in a darkness, and darkness cannot overcome it. And to all who believed, all that received him, and believed in his name, Jesus, he gave the right to become children of God. This word became flesh. Moved into the neighborhood, as some translation says. He made his dwelling among us, coming full of grace and truth. The law came through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. So many standout verses about this word that is the light, that is ultimately Jesus, God in the flesh, the Son of God. And then one phrase that doesn't get enough attention in John 1 is verse 16 of John 1. It says that out of his fullness we've all received grace in place of grace already given. Some translations say grace upon grace. One says one gracious blessing after another. And I do appreciate the message translation from Eugene Peterson. It's this generous abundance, this gift after gift after gift. Grace upon grace, gracious blessing after another, gift upon grace. And, and though some scholars debate whether this is strictly a Hebraic phrase or a Greek phrase that John's referencing. Almost everyone notes that this is the gifts that God described in addition to the saving grace of Jesus Christ. That the grace of Jesus is that he saves us and gives us life. All rooted in Jesus' own birth, life, death, and resurrection. But they're also, also gifts in addition that God gives us. That God gives us an abundance of gifts. He doesn't just save us. He gives us gifts in our lives, gifts around our lives. As Jesus' half-brother James would write, every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of heaven and lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. That God gives us gifts, graces upon graces, all the time. And in a world that likes to promote great fear, great feuds and factions. It becomes all too easily for us followers of Jesus to dismiss the gracious faithfulness of God, the gifts upon gifts that God gives, the grace upon grace. Earlier, we heard an amazing passage read by our shepherd musicians about the night of Jesus' birth. We heard the ways in which 
the shepherds on that fateful evening received a form of this grace upon grace, the gifts of God. If you recall the passage, there's shepherds tending sheep in the dangerous rocky hills and the outskirts of Bethlehem. And all of a sudden a multitude of angels appear and angels declare God's intent. It's, it's good news that will cause great joys. And later he talks about, they talk about peace on whom his favor rests. And they announce that the Prince of Peace is being born that night on the cattle side of an extended family home. So these shepherds travel. They leave where they go and they take, I don't know if they take their sheep with them, it doesn't say, but they go to see this newborn son and then they go and begin to spread the good news. They become these first evangelists. And, and whatever our view of shepherds are, it tends to be very idealistic. We hold them in high regard, especially in a church. In ancient Palestine, it was a lowly occupation, even ostracized, and still can be today. In the Old Testament, King David, in his youth, was the forgotten last born son of Jesus, Jesse, um, the last in line, and therefore was relegated to the role of shepherd duties. Because he was the last one, he was the... Um, the runt of the litter, so to speak, he got the shepherd duties. In fact, the religious leaders in Jesus' day considered shepherds unclean because they didn't have the time nor the space to follow the socialized holy orders. They were these collective nomadic groups who for months on end had to continue finding green grass for their flock in a very hot climate and they couldn't follow the social orders of the day. They, they instead had to be rugged and scrappy in order to fend off nature's predators. In short, they were very, very low in the social hierarchy. So low. And yet, yet, even though the higher-ups considered shepherds almost subhuman, scripturally we see that God elevates the role of shepherds. I mean, their lives center on providing and protecting what can be very stubborn creatures to which I believe God can relate to and even appreciate. See, God chose these dirty and somewhat despised derelicts to be the first visitors to the Son of God in the flesh and the first gospel evangelists in history. I mean, they witnessed Jesus. In a world that wouldn't see these shepherds, God says, yeah, I see you. God says, I see you. And that's the thing. God sees us. God sees us. God provides salvation for us. God sustains us. God gives us grace. And like the shepherd, God gives us worth, and meaning, and purpose. That is grace upon grace. And God then, in his grace and majesty, provides others around us that show us Jesus and serve like Jesus. This is grace upon grace, gift after gift after gift. And in gratitude, these first century shepherds celebrated and shared the faithfulness of God. And despite all the social stigmas that still come with being a, a shepherd, being unclean, ostracized, dirty, rugged, shepherd is likely the most human term, the most human analogy that Jesus used to describe himself. He says that I am the good shepherd. Provide and protects. In, in the modern West, leadership is a term that is somewhat of a very highly, 
No, it's definitely not somewhat. It's a highly venerated title. And we tend to have a very corporate lens of what leadership is. Uh, we think of characteristics like ambitious, cunning, commanding, self-starting, negotiating, bargaining, strategic. What's interesting is that the leader is not a commonly found in the Bible, the term leader. Instead, I think we should look to the term shepherd and the characteristics they represent when it comes to guiding others. We should look to the term shepherd because shepherds guide through providing, protecting. And in this passage, we find that they do one more thing. They, they praise God. They demonstrate gratitude for what God has done and who God has provided. I would argue that the world needs less leaders because in many ways, leaders, those characteristics I just named, they can somewhat perpetuate feuds and factions and even fear. Instead, we need to strive to be shepherds who guide others to hear God's voice, provide for, our, for those God has given us, protect all, especially the lowly, and praise God in the process for who God is, what God has done, and who God has provided around us. If you have leadership in someone's life, whether it's an employee, whether it's a child, maybe a player in your team, praise God for those people. Praise God for them and, and demonstrate your gratitude for them. In fact, the, the question I want to ask is, what are you grateful for this season? And more importantly, who are you grateful for? Take some time just to think about that. To give thank for God's grace upon grace in your life. And maybe even reach out to someone and let them know how grateful you are for them. So Jesus is the good shepherd who lived a life of gratitude, knowing he's the son of the father and a child of God. May we do the same and give thanks to God for the others that God has put in our life. In a bit, we're going to receive communion, uh, but we're going to continue to be led by our truly amazing shepherds. Let's be grateful and sing. <laughs>